Welcome to It's All Happening Podcast. My name is Marissa Lane, spiritual mentor and soul navigator. I am your host for the show where I'm dedicated to helping women find their truest potential. In this podcast, I'll be getting real about my gifts with spirit and how it works. We talk about spiritual healing, energy work, breaking the cycle of ancestral, familial, and societal trauma. And don't forget a dose of good old-fashioned magic. It's real talk with real people about the value of healing yourself so you can awaken your true power and find your true north. It's all happening, darling. Let's find the flow inside your soul. Hello, welcome back to It's All Happening. I'm your host, Marissa Lane, and I am so excited for this interview today with um, a new friend, Tara. Welcome to the show. She is an intuitive career coach, uh, two-time best-selling author. Yes, you heard that, you guys. International best-selling author and the CEO of Grounded Energy 111. Welcome to the show, Tara. Hi, Marissa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this. Um, I met her, so everybody kind of knows, I met her through um, a networking pitch party. And we just kind of, I was like, ooh, I need to talk to her. (laughs) (laughs) I loved your energy. So I'm so excited that you're going to be on the show with us today. So will you give us like a little background of like where you're from and like what you actually do? Yeah, I would love to. So I am originally from a tiny little town outside of Buffalo, New York, and Philadelphia is where I consider home to be, but I live in rural Virginia. (laughs) And when I say rural, it is rural. (laughs) I used to think where I grew up was like the ends of the earth. And then I found the ends of the earth. Um, (laughs) Love it. Uh but it's a nice it's very picturesque it's pretty it's a nice little getaway that's how I found it my mother moved down here she was in economic development and I stayed in Philadelphia and I was like Philly's home no so um, I would come down here to get away and kind of regroup and recuperate as best as I could from study life and at that time I was burning the candle at both ends in my dance career so that leads me to what I do and I work with women to help balance their masculine and feminine energy, regardless of gender, um, to find their definition, to find their definition of work-life balance, and then put it into reality by living it. And it is very deep inner work, inner awareness, um, does encompass shadow work, which I know is a, a hot button word, but I've been doing shadow work for myself for many years now. And the purpose for this is to help reduce uh, burnout, increase their productivity, find alignment. <laughs> I was there too. It takes one to know yeah. one. Um, was there. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, to find like their peace and their desire, their passion for their careers again. And it can be a very scary process because you know, when we have worked towards something for many, many years, and then we hit this, this crossroads of, wow, this doesn't align anymore. What does that mean? And you start going through all of the different ways that things have to change You're The first one, everything that everyone goes to is finances. It's going to change my finances. What is this going to look like? What is this going to mean? Can I even do this? And then you start talking yourself out of it. But no matter what, that passion is still there. Your heart is like, this is what you want to do. And it still keeps creeping up. And that is why my clients come to me because they're like, look, I've done everything I know to do to try and change 
the outlook of my career to find balance. I'm still at an imbalance. I have no drive. I have no passion. I'm exhausted and I'm doing everything I know to do that has worked in the past and it's not working anymore. Oh, that is so good. So good. And I was reading and we kind of talked about this, like you are an intuitive and you have, do you have all the Claire's or? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Is there like, is there one that's like, or like for me, like mine's Claire audience. And so like, I like spirit just like tells me like full on, like what's going on. So like, what are your Claire's? my main one is clairvoyant. So I will always see images and it feels like I'm daydreaming. And sometimes (laughs) it can feel a little awkward because I'm like, am I daydreaming? Like, did I just make this up in my head? (laughs) Right. (sighs) You know, and then I'm trying to, the inkling is like, no, you should talk about this. I'm like, I feel like I just made it up. But then like my intuition's like, no, you didn't say something. Mm -hmm. So then when I do say something to my client or, you know, ask an inquisitive question, to kind of coax them along in their journey, they're like, oh yeah. And they immediately describe the vision that I have in my head. And I'm like, okay, we're good. I didn't, I didn't make that up. <laughs> this is real. I'm not crazy. I remember having those in like the beginning too. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I would say it and they'd be like, oh my, how'd you know that? And I was like, okay, this is real actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's I the main that. one um, all the time. Sometimes it doesn't it can be like a, a twinge in like my uh, third eye. Like it, it varies depending on the person that I'm sitting in front of, to be honest, and their energy and how they want to like, I think come through. Um, but yeah. And then it's like, it'll be interesting because some clients will stay with me even after I've like our sessions have ended. Um, and I'll hear things in a song or like a lyric and then I'll get this vision associated with them. And I'm like, okay, the session is, over we have closed the session (laughs) you're like we're done we're done I know I get that it's funny I we are so similar I get that as well and I'm like I have to just like tell them I also get like do you get that like feeling of like that knowing like Claire Sensius like you just know something to be true and you have to tell them like right now Mm -hmm. yeah Uh yeah yeah I used to blurt things out as a kid you know, and people would be like, you know, parents, adults would be like, how do you know that? I'd be like, I just do. My, my <laughs> older son does that. Um, I don't question it. And it was funny. He just did it last night too. He was like, daddy's coming home tonight. And I was like, all right. <laughs> nice oh, thing, okay. you know, <laughs> a couple hours later, I get a text. I'm going to be home later tonight. I was like, yep. Your son said you would be. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so wild. I know they're a little like my little girl too. I'm like, she has some kind of like cool intuitiveness as well. And it's so awesome to like watch them kind of grow and like how they, because we're going to be like, yes, lean mm-hmm. into that. You know, yeah. Where like for me, when I grew up, like, I mean, I was kind of scared of it. Not like scared of like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? All of that. I was just, I had no idea because it wasn't like something you talked about. So with me saying that, like, when did your like gifts come online for you? I was really young. Um, yeah, I mean, my mom, so it's kind of, um, it goes down the line, like with the women on my mom's side of the family. So she was very used to it with her sister. My aunt's very open. She doesn't know how to turn it off actually. Oh, really? 
Yeah. So she's had a lot of strange experiences um, that my mom was and the family. My grandparents were very aware of it. And it was like certain situations happened where they were like, okay, let's just not talk about this because of the situations that had happened. Um, like a particular car accident that she tried to stop everybody getting into the car. She should have been in the car and um, they went oh to her and everybody died um, because they were hit by a drunk driver. Yeah yeah so (laughs) so you know my mom was very used to it and it was I was very young I know she would tell me when we moved into like my parents were divorced when I was very young they separated we moved into this very old house um out in the middle of nowhere it was an old farmhouse uh been there since like the 1800s and she said I would wake up in the mornings and complain about the little girl waking me up you know, so yep. she was used to it. That's and then the as thing. I got, <laughs> as I got older, I started to like see the little girl and like see the movement of things in the house and just kind of say stuff to my mom. And she never said, okay, that's not real. She goes, hmm, okay. Like I remember sitting in the chair with her and I saw this man walk from one side, the stairwell was right there. And he walked from one side, came out of the wall on one side, walked across the stairs and went through the wall on the other side. And, um, and there was like so a black cool. cat that followed him too. Cause we had cats, but we weren't allowed to have pets and like being out in the wilderness, you know, out in the woods, pretty much, yeah. uh, you know, our pets, cats, there was a cat that adopted me and her kittens weren't really surviving. And I saw this black cat with the man and I went, mom, there's a man that just walked through the wall. She goes, okay, dear. He's all right. Is he bothering you? And I said, no, he's just there. She goes, okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's so wild. I know. I think like, you're just like reminding me too. Like I remember going to like my cousin's house and they lived in an old farmhouse and I would like hear things all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, just, it was just very off. And I was like, Oh my gosh, but I didn't want to tell anybody. Yeah. I think we kind of talked about, I should ask my cousin about that, but anyways. Yeah. So it's so wild. Like, so then when did you really start? Because were you, before you started this whole um in your like spiritual business and becoming this like career coach and I want to get into this author stuff too because that does sound so cool (laughs) what were you doing before like did you kind of do what we all try to do by society standards and like the bullshit and like go to school and get a career and la 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 and all that Kind of. I pursued my dance career. I said, "Mm, that's what I want to do. And college was actually not something that we talked about often. I mean, I'm the only, the second person in my family next to my grandfather who got a four-year degree. Um, Yeah. So, and he got it late in life. He was in his forties and he was working for a company that said, we'll pay for your education. He became a a bio um, chemical, biochemist. Yeah. Cause he worked for a particular company that like he helped with, um, creating pesticides that were like not toxic and mm-hmm. to the environment. And it, we lived in a very agricultural area. So this is like common and they paid for it and he became a biochemist, but he was also very artsy and crafty as well. Um, and he was a woodworker and he would refurbish, um, he had horses, so he would refurbish um, the buggies and everything. People would bring him old buggies and say, can you refurbish these? And he would do it. Plus he would show his one horse on carriage and things like that. So, yeah. Um, so I went to dance first. Um, it was, wasn't brought up to go to college until I was with the second dance company as a, as a youth. 
Um, and I was like, okay, I'll explore this. And then, you know, decided, okay, well, I'll get a four-year education because in the dance world at that time, which was, you know, I was in, born in the late 80s and brought up through the 90s. So a higher education as a dancer was not something that we did. You were very young. Mm-hmm. You went into a, like a conservatory and pursued your career that way and then kind of stayed within that realm, either teaching, becoming a choreographer yourself, um, or deciding to go off and do something else, maybe getting a cert- certification or an associate's degree. That was really it. But I decided, okay, well, I'll go for the four-year college education experience. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> um, as a dance major and did it that way and kept pursuing my career, but I was really hit hard with everybody going, what are you going to do for a living? And I was like, what do you mean? mean? (laughs) (laughs) I am doing what I want to do for a living. Yeah. But how are you going to make any money? And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't thought about it really. I mean, I just, up until that point, I had just kind of gone with the flow of my energy to be like, "Mm, it'll just manifest and it'll be there. I didn't realize that's what I was doing at the time, but everything I kind of put my energy into always unfolded the way that I wanted it to. And I never questioned or doubted that it wouldn't until I got older and, you know, adults are giving you all of these questions that make you doubt what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, And who you are. Yeah, exactly. So went through a very dark phase in my life through the four years of college and had to kind of pick myself back up. And then that's when I did dive into the typical bullshit of, all right, I'll go back to school. I became a paralegal. I went to corporate as a paralegal, did that for about six years and was like, and I'm done. (laughs) Uh Yep. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. So then I had to like undo everything that I had created or recreated because I was like, I don't really believe in this. And I was, I'm competitive with myself. So I was like, okay, I understand why I did it because I thought, I would have the education, I would get the career, I would make the income that I needed to make to afford my lifestyle. And, you know, I kept running into the, um, well, you need so many years of experience as this paralegal. So once you're here for so long, then we'll move you up to this. And I kept hitting ceilings. And then when I did have the experience, they were like, oh, well, um, you don't have a high enough caseload to justify. And I was like, I have 200 active files right now. And I worked in trust and estate law um, on the back end administering these estates. So there's tons of paperwork, tons of, you, you have to pay attention to real estate law, contract law, business law, tax law. You're communicating with multiple people across those genres to administer an estate. And I was like, I have 200 active files. Like, how many files do you want me to handle? And it's just me and my attorney for four offices. Wow. Yeah. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then was it an easy, like, oh my gosh, you got a hit. And you're like, this is what I've always wanted to do is become like an intuitive career coach and an author. Like, how did it all kind of come together for you? I didn't get that kind of hit. (laughs) I just was like, I wanted to be a health coach and I really wanted to help people with their lifestyle. And because that is what I needed to heal the most was my physical body. After being a dancer, not taking care of myself as an athlete, Mm. doing all the things, you know, a typical professional dancer does, um, which really messes up your metabolism and was like, I have to heal from this. 
that sort of started out with. And then once I got to a point where I felt comfortable with that, that's when I started exploring more of the spiritual side of things because I was getting starting to mend my own mental and emotional health. And around here where I live, believe it or not, for as rural as it is, there are a lot of pockets of women who Reiki, massage therapy, there was a woman that um, used to have her own business and she did essential oils and creating her own blends and soaps and lotions and things. And she would host events to bring in like mediums and Reiki sessions and massage therapy sessions. And I was like, hmm. I want to bring more of this into my life. And it was just having that thought, but I didn't really know how to pursue it in all honesty. Mm -hmm. I went from, so it evolved. I went from health coaching to focusing on women's health and postnatal care coaching support uh, based on what everything I experienced after having my first child and being in this area to realize- Like, let's just be honest, having a child- like I only have one for a reason. I love her dearly, but like that is trauma in itself. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Lots of trauma. And I had systematically de, uh, what is deconstructed my life. Like I sold my house. <laughs> I consolidated oh, wow. my debt. We were in this tiny little cottage. <laughs> we get pregnant. And I was like, yay. <laughs> okay. We can do this. I can do this. We can handle this. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> and um, oh yeah, so trying to go through that, which took a few years and then we hit 2020 and I finally realized like I needed more capital to do what I wanted to do. I, the whole world was shifting. Um, yeah. I had already been doing my business online up until that point, but everybody was saying, oh, nobody's going to want you in their personal space. That's no one's going to oh, be interested so in that. Interesting. And, and then, then yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that a hit, baby. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a hit right there. <laughs> yeah. My intuition the whole time was like, no, 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 no. Don't do a brick and mortar location. Don't do it. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it. Um, yeah. And then I actually almost broke even for 2020, but I was so exhausted and burned out at that point. I was like, I need to take a break. So I did. And I worked for a health tech startup and health coaching. And that's when I really honed in on clairvoyant gifts they were coming through very strong because I wasn't on video everything was text based and I could pick up on people's energy and I was going through like we had 500 clients at a time um throughout the two years that I like was health coaching for them so I got plenty of practice and I started seeing a rhythm and a pattern with women um even before that I had women coming to me who were very like career driven and, and feeling stuck And most of the clients that I worked with were women at the health tech startup who were also experiencing this, this imbalance. They were focusing on their physical wellness in hopes that it would better their occupational wellness. And I was like, hmm, I want to dive into this so badly with you, but it was outside of the scope of practice for that, that program. Mm. Um, so that's why when I left, I decided like, yes, this, this is a huge topic that needs to be talked about more and more. And I'm sure there's other people out there doing, and I know there are, because I've worked with some of them <laughs> who are doing like the exact same thing. Like we're trying to create this dialogue of like hustle and grind mentality is not where it's at anymore. We're burning ourselves out. We're because we're burning ourselves out. We're creating these dis-ease in our bodies. And then we have all of these 
health issues, physical ailments, just it compiles and it compounds itself. And then we're, we're not able to show up for ourselves, for our family in the way that we want to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I've gone through that so many times just in like before when I was like, I'm a hairstylist, right? And just grind, grind, grind. I mean, standing all day. I mean, 10 hour days, you know, five days a week, like the grind was real for sure. And even kind of in this coaching world, and we kind of talked about this as well as like, you know, you're doing all the things you're like, but then there is also a burnout for like online coaches, I feel like as well. And what do you, you know, knowing what you do, what could you give like for myself or anybody that's listening with like trying to balance and do it all, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Do it all, have it all. I don't even know yeah. what that means anymore, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. the biggest thing is, is find what your boundaries are, define them and stick to them. Ooh, God. That is the biggest thing, especially if you are in this phase of transitioning from, you know, the day job into the main, your passion. Um, it can be so easy for that day job to seep in and take over the time that you have set aside to do your passion. Because it's, you know, a lot of times in the back of our mind, we're like, well, it's what's bringing in the money. Great. <laughs> but you want the other thing to bring in the money too. <clears throat> so mm -hmm. creating that boundary and that space to be like, this is how much time I'm allotting to this. I'm budgeting for it and just sticking to that. And so then it boils down to even further, what's your budget plan that will help you create those yeah. boundaries. Oh, that is so good. And I, you know, I say that to my clients too. I'm like all about boundaries and like what you're willing to say yes to and, to, and no to. And I think we've been conditioned as women um, to people please and to say yes to everything and to say, well, we can do it all. And I can be a mom and and anybody that knows me out there, um, I don't know if you know this about me, Tara, but like, I am like a psycho clean freak. And like, <laughs> I like it a certain way in my house. And like, to have two businesses and be a mom and a wife and to keep my house clean and like all of the things like I'm exhausted by just saying that and it can be hard you know and so it's like what like letting go of this like oh we have to do it all like mm -hmm. no we can ask for freaking help yeah. and instill these boundaries so that we can be more successful without the burnout exactly I've been through burnout several times and I'm sure a lot of people that are listening have too. So I think that's like so good that you touched on that. And like, what do you think of the coaching world and how long <laughs> have you been in the coaching world? You've been in it for a while. Um, yeah, I've been in it since, uh, 2017. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been in it since 2017. I've seen it. I've been watching it evolve. Um, and it's been interesting because when I started, it was, one-on-one -on -one coaching all the way, fill your calendar with one-on-one -on -one clients. And, you know, you have all the resources and the tools to get them that they need to then going to the online space and people are being more uh, collaborative and communicative amongst each other um, for resources and tools. And now the biggest shift has been group coaching. So gone are the days of one-on-one -on -one coaching and everybody's moving to group coaching as a business um, so that you are monetizing and getting more out of your time. Like you're 
have a higher impact mm-hmm. with individuals. Um, it's also like reducing the amount of time that you spend like in meetings, which is understandable. Um, but at the same time, like, I think we're going to go, we're going to go extreme with it. Cause that's what we do. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then yep. it's going to be something else. So there's always a balance, like find what works for you. Um, I know I'm developing a program and I was looking into that before it even became a thing, but I've been really sitting, I wrote it last year. I revised it at the beginning of this year and I'm still sitting on it. Cause I'm like, mm, not there yet. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. I'm hoping yep. to have it done and revised yet again and go much deeper um, and mm. hopefully launch next year. Ooh. And then I still will offer like one-on-one coaching because we all need that sometimes. Like there's not a one size fits all. And I love one-on-one coaching. It's like my favorite thing. And I've done a couple of groups. I'm actually going to have one this Thursday um, group and I'm super excited for that, but it is a different vibe too. Yeah. And, you know, I think people, I think the group thing is like trendy right now and everything like you were saying, but I think also people want that privacy, that one-on-one as well. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And I can, I can sense, I can feel with like everything that's going on in the world right now, not just like we're going into an election year. So it's going to be crazy. Um, (laughs) I'm already like, (laughs) I know me too. I just cannot, but anyways, yeah. But yeah, we're going into an election year, which is going to be tough. And then we have everything going on in the world and people want to have a sense of community. So the group coaching is going to be a thing, but then there's also going to be those, those moments where people are like, I really just need to get out what I need to get out in a safe space. And I don't want to, I don't want it to negatively impact the group. I don't want it to, you know, I just want it to be private. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. No. And then can you explain for anybody that's listening? That's like, Ooh, I kind of want to work with her. Like what does working with you one-on-one look like? So I have about four different options right now. Um, I do have something, um, that's downloadable. It is a meditative webinar. Um, that you can download for 45 minutes and it's called to um, how to be a soulful leader in life and career. It's actually a spinoff of um, a discussion, a roundtable discussion I did back in August for a conference called the Power Up Concert and Conference. It was in LA. Of course, I did it virtually because infant, <laughs> um, you know, but it's a spinoff of that and it's about getting out of our heads and into our heart space. So there's that. If you're like, "Mm, I'm interested in what you do, but I'm not ready for the deep dive into anything else. That's one. Uh, I also offer an hour and a half intuitive reading. So if you're feeling stuck about your desires, where to go, you're kind of spinning in circles and you're talking yourself out of it. But then it's like your gut is going, no, this is really what you want to do. I do an hour and a half intuitive reading. You do not need to be present for it. That's the great thing I learned is that I'm able to do these without the person being there. You just have to make sure you go through and answer all the questions on the questionnaire when you go to schedule and you'll be imprinting your energy on it and I'll be able to pick it up. And then from there, I have two different coaching packages to support you through what is uncovered. If you're like, okay, I get it. Can we work together? Um, Mm -hmm. One package does not include video calls. It's just Voxer coaching um, for four weeks along with email support. And then the second package is four weeks of Voxer coaching, um, email support, and two video calls. Oh, cool. I love it. And and how long do those go for? Like the- um, they're, 
the each one of the coaching packages are four weeks. Oh, cool. Oh, I love that. And then you can add on if you need to or yeah. fly if you need to as well. Right. <laughs> I love it. And then I kind of want to switch gears a little bit here and talk about you're an author. Hmm? You're a freaking author. I just think that's so cool. And I want to celebrate you because, wow, I mean, you don't hear that a lot. So <laughs> can you tell me about is it your is your new book just coming out or did it already broken broken just came out I do have a another one coming out I believe it's going to be in January though um that one's called burned okay so talk to us about um broken (laughs) absolutely so broken is a multi-author book meaning there's myself and I believe about 12 other authors so 13 to 15 of us in total and we're all st- sharing our story in a chapter of a time or a way that we are breaking ancestral chains to better ourselves and the, our future families. Um, this one was one that I, I was doing a soft open for, like a soft open for this book to launch because this one was very deep for me. Um, I've kind of been the black wolf of my family. I, like I said, the intuition kicks in. I'm like, I'm just going to go do this. I don't know why, but I'm just going to do it. <laughs> and everybody's always been like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, I can't explain it. Um, you know, changing like patterns of how we see ourselves and, you know, uh, therapy and the different forms of therapy and learning to communicate and learning to process our emotions. Um, because that my, my particular chapter is about growing up and being compared to my grandmother all the time, all the time, it kind of in a negative light. And, you know, struggling to communicate how I felt because feeling like I was being dismissed or that I was going to be compared. So I would bottle up my emotions for a certain amount of time. And then something would just hit me the wrong way and I would explode and it wouldn't make any sense within the context of what was happening. And that carried on into my young adult years and my relationships, both personal and romantic. Um, so I really struggled and ultimately went to therapy because I was like, I had a, a guy that I was kind of dating and he was like, if you don't go to therapy, you are never going to have a healthy relationship. And it was like, whoosh. you're like, Ooh, that, <laughs> oh, that was for me. Oh, okay. that was for me. Cause he had, oh. <laughs> he had been going to therapy. He was like, you trigger all of my issues. <laughs> and I was oh, like, shit. okay. <laughs> And now you can be like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, it, it was, I was like, thanks, man. You know, I did go to therapy and the fact that I can articulate and communicate and write like my feelings and my thoughts. And that's some of the things that feedback I've gotten since going to therapy is people saying to me, you know, you really know how to articulate how you're feeling and you want you like mm-hmm. present it in a way that um, is understandable. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice to hear. <laughs> it's like worth it yeah and then even being in a work environment too and you know learning to communicate for myself personally and my personal life like that did translate over into my professional and you know we always deal with adversities at work um in varying various degrees and I've learned to separate my emotions to not like let them overpower the situation and look at things from a different perspective to be like, okay, this is how I feel about it. But the reality of what's happening has nothing to do with me. Yeah. 
And I always like to say this to my clients, like who's driving the bus? Like, is you like me, Marissa, like that's 42 sitting here driving the bus or is the little girl that didn't have a voice that was scared or all whatever, whoever that little girl is, is she driving the bus, you know? And then to be like, okay, because it's almost like you get triggered, whatever it is, we all get triggered all the time. And it's like, who are we going to allow to like drive our bus? Yeah. Because we have a choice. And uh, it's funny because I can like relate to your story so much of like, just like bottling it in and then like blowing up or, um, you know, for me, my early 20s, like. I would drink and date all these guys. And like, I mean, it was like a hot mess express because I didn't know <laughs> what was going on in my body. Yeah, I, me too. And I feel like this is so many women. Like I was literally voxing with one of my clients that's in True North. And she's like, um, I'm trying to have her like do some forgiveness for herself. And she was like, I just have like so much shame about like my 20s and like I, the where I put myself in these like horrible situations. And I'm like, knock, knock, like that is every woman. Because when we were raised, you partied, you used drugs, you used booze, you wanted like society standards to like have the guy like you or the woman who, right. you know, whatever you're into, you know? Right. And at the end of the day, like that's how we were conditioned. And I was trying to tell her, I was like, we're all the same. It's just a different story. So mm -hmm. I just had to throw that out there because yeah. it, you know, like you're, you're sharing this story today. And I think it's so amazing because you're, someone else was going to say me too. And I did as well. And so did my client. And I think if we can kind of come together as a beautiful community of women, strong women that has their voice back and that's not people pleasing and has dealt with our traumas, because I think mm -hmm. we've do similar like ancestral generational and familial trauma healing, then like we get to make this world better for our kids. Right. Yeah. And with the way of the world that it is now, like we need it more than anything. Exactly. So yeah. you guys need to go run and check out Tara. Okay. <laughs> Cause she's going to help you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But it's so true. So, um, where can people find you, like your book, where you're at, all the things? Yeah, absolutely. So the best place to find me if you want to follow along, kind of get to know me is Instagram at grounded underscore energy 111. In my bio, I do have a link tree where you can find my website. You can find any other media, publications, podcasts, um, anything I've talked about in addition to my services, joining my free community, which is called the grounded community. So once you're into that inner circle, you will have access to information about any upcoming events, book launches, specials around the book launches. Um, and yeah, everything's right in there. You can kind of, it's Perfect. your, your starting spot. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. And then, um, so I ask this question at the end of every episode, but I'm going to throw in another question. So just, I think it's fun. What is your go-to favorite show right now to watch? You can say it. <laughs> so I'm such a nerd. I love Frasier. Really? <laughs> yes. Growing up, I, because the old episode like 
the first seasons, <clears throat> they're just so funny to me. Like they're, I will start laughing hysterically at certain things. Like they just crack me up. So I have been watching like the new season, but I'm, you know, I'm a little like, mm, there's nothing better than the original. Um, so I'm still kind of warming up to it, but yeah, Frasier is like my go-to. My husband even makes fun of me. He's like, how many times have you watched this series, this like series? <laughs> that is I did not think you were gonna say that so oh my gosh no and I'm glad I'm like asking this question because I think it's just fun because you never know what people are gonna say so okay maybe I need to go check out Fraser again the old school ones okay I'm I'm here for that crack me up man (laughs) oh my god I love it okay and then my last question what is the meaning of it's all happening to you Tara Well, my immediately thought, my immediate thought goes to, it's not happening to me. It's happening for me. That's what I say. <laughs> we are so aligned. <laughs> and what that means is no matter what is happening, and I have been through some hellfire in the past year and a half. And when you're in the midst of it, it is, you really want to say, why is this happening to me? And it's really happening because it's for your betterment. Something mm-hmm. has to burn away so that you can get to that next level of what it is that you're trying to accomplish, whatever it is that you want for yourself, for your life, for your future. So it's always, what that means to me is it's always happening for me, no matter what is happening. And that answer will come along faster if I don't fight the process. Oh. That is so good. And it's so true. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I love that answer. Thank you. You're so welcome. All right, sister. I appreciate you coming on and go check out um, Tara and all of her offerings. And I will see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, I'd love for you to leave a five-star rating, written review, and please share this podcast so I can help more women. You can stay connected with me by following me on Instagram at Marissa22Lane and subscribe to my list where you'll receive my free realignment toolkit, which has meditation, grounding ritual routine, chanting video, and journaling prompts. This will guide you towards inner knowing, motivation, and calling it abundance at marissalane.net. Tag me on IG so I can thank you and let's embody it's all happening because ladies, it really is.